Hi, and welcome to the Homeschool Snapshots podcast. I'm Pam Barnhill, your host, and this is the podcast that gives you a peek into the lives of the homeschoolers next door. Hi, everyone. It is episode eight of the podcast, and I just want to welcome everyone to the big show here. I am having the best time recording these podcasts, getting to chat with other homeschooling moms, and being inspired by what they have to say. Speaking of being inspired, later this week, it's February here, I get to attend my very first homeschool retreat. Now, I've been to conferences before, but this is my first ever retreat, and I am super excited about going. There's even spa time built into the schedule, downtime built into the schedule of this retreat. So it's really right up my alley. And I am going to get to share a room with the fabulous Mary Prather. So I'm looking forward to spending some time with my roomie. Sonia Schaefer from Simply Charlotte Mason will be there giving the keynote and a couple of other sessions. I've heard Sonia speak before. She's a favorite of mine. So knowledgeable on the Charlotte Mason method and also just on homeschooling in general. I will also be speaking at the retreat. I'm going to be talking about creating a vision and writing goals to give you more confidence in your homeschooling. So wish me luck, and if it goes well, I might just put up a recording of the talk for everyone to download. Well, today on the podcast, I have the great honor and fun of interviewing the very feisty Miss Diana Kennedy. Diana is a homeschooling mom of six. She lives in Kentucky with her husband, and she is in a unique position in that she works outside the home as a nurse two days a week while she homeschools her kids. So I just thought that was a very interesting perspective for us to kind of take a look at on the podcast this week. So sit back and enjoy as Diana and I chat about homeschooling, motherhood, and working while you homeschool. Diana Kennedy is a working mom of six children who range in age from young adult to infant, three of whom she homeschools. Diana juggles homeschooling, nursing, and her popular blog, The Kennedy Adventures, where she writes about her Catholic faith, homeschooling, and parenting. Welcome, Diana. Thank you, Pam. I'm so glad to be here with you tonight. Oh, thanks so much for coming and joining me. Could you start off by telling us just a little bit about your family? Yeah, my family, it's funny, described in just a few words. It's kind of loud and crazy and chaotic around here. Like you alluded to, my husband and I are here with We have six children, one of whom is actually out of the house. My oldest daughter is a sophomore in college. I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. I know. That's so scary. And I'm like, oh, it just seems like yesterday, you know, she was little, like all the rest of them. So we have Abby. She's 19, almost 20. And then we come down to Rachel. Rachel is eight years old and kind of doing a second slash third grade mix of homeschooling. She is primarily in third grade. We're a little behind on math, but we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. I I do year-round homeschooling, so I'm trying hard to fight against the kind of the grade mentality. Mm -hmm. I want to kind of move through things, you know, as my kids are ready. Right, and that's the beauty of homeschooling, that you can do that. It is marvelous, and I I love that. I actually kind of just bought, I don't want to say bought into that, but I just finally kind of let go of some of that rigid kind of thinking Uh over the past few years. Homeschooling's taught me a lot about myself and kind of squished some ideas that I had 
it opened up some new frontiers for us. So I really love it. So after Rachel, we've got my twin boys. I have Adam and Thomas and those guys, identical twin boys and very opposite, actually, in a lot of ways. And they are six. So we're doing a kindergarten curriculum with them. My toddler, Maeve, is two years old. I'm not officially homeschooling her, but she likes to be right in the middle of everything. Of course. Oh, and kind of wears me out a little. I like to say that she gives me much more run for my money than the boys ever did. And there were two of them. So Wow. She is a feisty little spitfire. And then the new baby is baby Daniel. He just turned eight months old. So right now he's mobile as far as crawling, but I'm sure the fun will really begin when he's walking and getting into everything. So that wraps up our kids. My husband, Brett, he is a real estate appraiser and realtor. He's got, he wears many different hats, works from home, and also helps us with homeschooling as well. So, wow. Well, how'd you get started homeschooling? That's a great question. And it's actually a funny story that I enjoy telling when I have time. When Brett and I were dating, he mentioned homeschooling to me. I don't know if he was trying to fill me out or if it was just kind of one of those this conversation starter kind of things. But my exact words to him were, I don't know why anybody would want to homeschool. They're all a bunch of crazy <laughs> granola nut jobs. Famous last words. Yeah, famous last words. So I am a crazy granola nut job. Um, <laughs> we actually sent the little kids. They all went to a Mother's Day Out program here in our area, like a play-based preschool kind of thing. And, you know, enjoyed that. But kind of as we looked around, we weren't really satisfied with the public school in our area. The Catholic schools in our area, I was satisfied with from an academic standpoint. But from a family standpoint, I felt like the kids were gone too long from home. Having the benefit of having an older daughter, you know, in such a big range between Abby and then the rest of the children, I had the benefit of realizing how precious my time was with these kids Uh and how it goes by so quickly. So I wasn't willing to just send my kids out the door five days a week. And then with working, and we'll kind of touch on that in a little bit too, with working outside the home, I knew that I was even more limited, that there was going to be some times where, you know, I wasn't going to miss out on what they were doing anyway, you know, being gone to work. So we started looking around at some different options. There was a fantastic classical school here in our area that we actually looked at and applied to, got on a waiting list. And our plan B was to use their curriculum. This is Memoria Press, and uh-huh. it's a yeah, it's a classical curriculum. So it's like, well, th- we thought, well, okay, since we didn't get into that school, we love how it's set up. We love the mindset. Let's try their curriculum. And that's where we started and haven't strayed from that path ever since. Rachel actually is now doing a combo, kind of a hybrid kind of deal. She's going to a cottage school once a week. So she goes to the Highlands Latin School where we tried out, I mean, where, I'm sorry, where we applied a while back and actually takes Latin and grammar, Latin, grammar, Greek myths, and literature there. So they do instruction one day a week oh, wow. and then come home and review. So it was great. We kind of, she needed that, some, a teacher other than mommy. You know, uh-huh. every, every once in a while. And there were some subjects that I didn't feel comfortable teaching. Like Latin scared me. Right. <laughs> Grammar and composition scared me. Like I'm a good writer, but that doesn't always pan out to being a good teacher of writing. Right. If that makes sense. So far, she's absolutely loved it. Very good. Okay. So first question for you, Diana. 
Your homeschool day, this one's multiple choice. I made it really easy for you. Your homeschool day is most like which literary classic? Is it A, The Odyssey, B, Little Women, C, Swiss Family Robinson, or D, Lord of the Flies? (laughs) Oh, that question just cracks me up. Um, Because I'm going through my head, you know, mentally going, okay, have I read this book? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm going to vote Swiss Family Robinson. Nice. Even though it's been many, many years since I read that book. And then I'm thinking to myself, that might probably make a great read aloud at some point for the kids. Oh, yeah. Because I'm thinking of it like this, filled with adventure, never looking the same every day. (laughs) Because our days are a little flexible. Yes, absolutely. But it's never the same day twice around here. Right. So. Right. Well, cool. Well, if you could have one homeschool guru over for dinner, who would you invite? I would vote. I'm going to say Trisha Hodges. And I I know you know her, Pam, but some some of your listeners may not. Trisha Hodges is the force behind, oh my gosh, um, Southern HodgePodge. Uh Uh-huh chalk art pastels she's got her fingers in kind of many many different homeschool arenas but trisha appeals to me because like me she's a mother of a big family her kids kind of range in age i don't think she has one that's as old as my abigail but her she does have some teenagers and then some little ones in the mix too but trisha speaks to my heart because she always seems so just kind and calm yes and no matter, like, she doesn't get rattled. Uh-huh. So I would love to have her over, absolutely, you know, for coffee, for tea, and just say, you know, I just want to sit here and just soak up your wisdom. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Just, I've never met Trisha in person, but just from reading her blog and, you know, interacting with her a little bit online, yeah, she does seem to have a very calming, wise kind of influence. So it is 11 a.m., and someone at your house is crying. Is it you or is it one of the kids? <laughs> at 11 a.m., it's probably both of us <laughs> because it's funny. In my house, my kids are hobbits. And I don't think that you're, I don't think yours are like this. My kids, um, we're not early, early, early morning risers. Maeve, you know, generally jumps out of bed before anybody does. And she's like, she's out of a cannon, but she wakes up. I wish I were as cheery as she was. You know, she wakes up just ready to start the day, you know, bam. You know, and then so the older kids start to kind of, you know, rise and shine and kind of drift through the house. So breakfast is just, oh, my gosh, it's miserable sometimes for us because it's just like the kids are constantly eating. So finally, I had to, like, cut them off. So, you know, I'm like, okay, we've been eating breakfast for an hour and a half. Okay, I'm done with this. We've got to move on at this point. And they keep coming back for more. And they keep coming back for more. Yes. They still want to eat constantly. So, yeah, so at 11 o'clock, I would either be, you know, frantic because, hey, it's 11 o'clock and I haven't even started school yet because we just barely finished breakfast. Or I'm fussing because it's 11 o'clock and somebody said, can I have something to eat? They want 11sies. When we just, yes, exactly. That's why I call them hobbits. When we just finished like an hour ago. So, yeah. (laughs) I can feel your frustration. Exactly. It is. It's crazy. Oh, goodness. What is your biggest homeschooling regret? Oh, my gosh. The biggest one for me is that I didn't relax sooner. Relax slash not try to make school, homeschool look like school at home. I mentioned earlier that 
we have moved to a year-round approach with homeschooling. And I kind of came to that realization over the summer when we were still kind of dragging on and trying to finish second grade and, you know, so and so forth. And one of our, yours and mine, favorite homeschool bloggers and friends, I read a piece on Sarah McKenzie's site that really spoke to me about how God gives you 12 months to homeschool your kids, not nine. Uh So that really just kind of resonated with me over the summer, and I gave it a lot of thought and came to the realization that it was absolutely true for us because, you know, I wanted to impart to my kids that homeschooling wasn't something that happened five days a week, nine to five, or, you know, nine to four, whatever school, whatever school hours are nowadays. Monday through Friday, that, you know, we're going to learn things, you know, at Thanksgiving dinner table or on the weekends or, you know, just kind of wherever we are in life, not tied to a calendar or a framework, you know, that kind of thing, like not tied to a clock or a calendar or a schedule. So that's one big thing that I would regret that I didn't because originally, you know, I made school, I made homeschool look like school at home. Like everybody else, I had desks, we had work boxes, we sat down at certain times. I tried to make out like, you know, kind of a rigid schedule about you know, we'll do this at this time and this at that time. And it really, I really kind of spun my wheels. It didn't work for us. Nowadays, if you walk into my house, you know, my kid, we do, we do school on the living room floor. My kids are very active and wiggly. So we like, you know, lay the books out on the floor, spread out, lay on the couch. Some are hanging upside down off the couch. And you find it works better for you? Absolutely. They pay attention much better. So I'm like, oh, hey, wow. whatever works. Right. So it's not just that you've given up fighting <laughs> against something. It's that you've embraced the thing that actually works better. Absolutely. And that was a big thing for me, too. And it's the other thing I think would be that realizing that your kids aren't you. Like nobody had to tell me, you know, what kind of work to do in school or this project was due or that I was very self-directed. And I sort of assumed that all my kids would be like that, too, which they're not. I mean, of course. So I kind of had to get over that idea, too, that, you know, they were going to just, you know, sail through school like I did without any sort of challenges or issues or what have you not. So, yeah, but they're also eight and six. So true, true. (laughs) Perhaps later. (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe that little personality quirk will develop as they get older. So oh, that is awesome. Favorite family read aloud ever? Ooh, I'm going to have to say The Indian in the Cupboard. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. If you have not read that book, it is phenomenal. And it's so funny. Abby actually loved the movie. My little kids have not seen the movie. They are, they are only familiar with the book, which is, and it's one of our, their treasured favorites. So I'm almost, I'm almost afraid to show the movie to them. To kind of ruin, you know, not ruin the experience, but I guess it would be a different, kind of a different aspect, but that's my favorite. Wow. Okay. I'm going to have to check that one out. I have not read that one. So do you guys regularly homeschool in pajamas? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I am not so big about getting dressed if we're not going somewhere. And part of that probably is a factor of having so many small ones in the house. Oh, yeah. You know, the big kids, I can send them off to go get dressed. With Maeve, it's a fight, you know, with Daniel. I mean, he didn't fight me, but, you know, it's just kind of like one more thing to do. And it's funny, like, even my boys are very picky about what they wear. So it's not like I could just, like, lay out clothes and go, okay, it's time to go get dressed. It seems like everybody has their own opinion about 
that kind of stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. So, I've seen them in their little collars. So, yes, <laughs> their little shirt yes. collars. Which is funny because I have one that wants to dress just like his daddy. You know, he'll have on khakis and sweaters and whatnot. You know, where the other one will want to dress like he asked me actually for for sports gear for Christmas. I said, what do you, you mean? Like, you need new soccer cleats? What do you need? No, I want like exercise things. I go, like an exercise ball? No, to wear. Oh. He wants like sport, he wants like sport wear, you know, like t-shirts and shorts and athletic pants. So yeah, I'm not real big on them. I don't have to, we don't have to get dressed. I don't care. Now my husband, if he's home, he gets a little ramped up if you know, I'm trying to do school and everybody's still in their pajamas. He's like, well, you all need to get dressed. I'm like, whatever. Pick your battles <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> this is what I don't have the energy to fight today. Exactly. Uh, fill in the blank for me. As a homeschooling mom, I really rock blank. I really rock read alouds. I know that sounds so conceited, but. I asked. <laughs> I know. I really enjoy reading aloud to the children. And I really, really, really love to delve into stories and kind of stop while we're reading the story, picture books especially, to ask questions, you know, about the scenery. You know, what do they think about this? What do you think is going to happen? So that's probably my favorite thing to do with the kids as far as homeschooling is reading to them. Right. Well, what's your biggest challenge as a homeschooling mom? Let me think. I know not teaching math. I guess my biggest thing is kind of juggling everybody together. I have a lot of small fry that are clamoring for my attention. So I'm still juggling the, okay, how do I manage to get these two little guys who are working on, you know, first grade math while I'm still trying to juggle this girl who's doing third grade math and, you know, what happens when it's time for her to do independent work and so that's still a struggle for me to kind of get, you know, how do I manage, okay, these people that need my attention with the folks that should be doing independent work but aren't and that kind right. of thing. The juggling of the different ages is still kind of a mystery to me. Right. Well, you know, somewhere out there is a working mom who really wants to homeschool, but she can't quit her job. How would you encourage her as a working mom? Wow. And you would ask me this question after a day at work that I really just wanted to like uh, turn in my badge and go home. For your listeners, because I know you know my story, but I am a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for, golly, over 20 years. And nursing is, I always, this is funny, and the irony is not lost on me. Growing up, before I started homeschooling, when I just had Abby, I always thought to myself, well, if I weren't a nurse, I'd be a teacher. Ha ha. So now, yeah, now you yeah, get to do both. That's pretty serendipitous, right? Yeah. Um, so anywho, um, so I work part time. I work two days a week. So 24 hours a week. So it's two 12 hour shifts. I have to stop and say that it's not easy. I'll be 100% honest with you right now. I kind of feel like, you know, that old, that picture you get in your mind about spinning plates. Yes. <laughs> you know, none of my plates are ever spinning the same at all at the same time. You know, I really always tell people, you know, if my homeschooling is going great, you can probably bet that my house is probably not being kept up real well, <laughs> you know, or I'm behind on writing, you know, blog type stuff or whatever. So I don't always do everything well all at the same time, ever, 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 ever. But my focus is homeschooling. So I think that would be the A number one thing I would tell people, you know, like kind of get a game plan in your mind. 
you know, Brett and I talked about homeschooling, you know, for a few years before we did it. And a big thing that he and I talked about is the fact that we do things together. Uh It's this the team effort. He doesn't do gobs of the actual instruction, but, you know, all that breakfast I was complaining about, you know, the 11 Z's and all that. I mean, he's like, he does a lot of the cooking. There's a big delineation of the labor around here. In other words, and he's even said it to me before, you know, if he expects me to homeschool, then guess what? You know what? He's got to pick up a little bit more around around here to make this work. Right. Um, so it's a by utilizing that team effort with the family as a whole, you're able to make it work. Absolutely. I, I, the other thing I would say is you learn the fine art of saying no. I've given up a lot of things, and that's personality too. I, I tend to be very extroverted, and in my area, there are so many opportunities that, that my kids could be involved in, and I could say, oh, I mean, we could be doing you know, a co-op on this day and library story on this day and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And before I knew it, I would come up at the end of the week and go, what in the heck? Oh, my gosh, I'm gone every day. Right. So I have to look, you know, it's about building margin into our lives, you know, and I've even had to kind of dial Brett back a lot of times, too, and say, because he's like, oh, we can make it work. I'm like, I don't want to make it work. Right. I want this to be enjoyable for us, not, you know, how do we manage to get through all of this, you know, during soccer season or what so I really have, I've given up some things or said no to some things that I really wanted to do, but I knew it wasn't going to work for us. It was not going to be worth the headache and the craziness and the struggle of trying to juggle all of this at the same time, you know, between my work schedule and Brett's work schedule and, you know, kids and homeschooling. It's just crazy. Right. Well, Diana, I have for you a little pop quiz. Super easy, I promise. Just a few questions, and all you have to do is choose one of the two answers. Okay. No calculus, I hope. No, no calculus at all. (laughs) I wouldn't even know how to begin to ask a calculus question. (laughs) So you're pretty safe here. Oh, goodness. All right. You ready? Yes, ma'am. Coffee or tea? Coffee. A little bit country or a little bit rock and roll? Oh, rock and roll. Well-trained mind or Unschoolers Anonymous? Oh, how can I sit on the fence with this one? I can't. I had to say well-trained mind because we're classical homeschoolers. Early bird or night owl? Oh, you're catching me on the fence on this, too. I'm an early bird by force. Okay. But you'd prefer to be a night owl. I prefer to be a night owl, yes. Sometimes I think you get up so early that you're, you know, just... A night owl, anyway. (laughs) I think I know the answer to the next one. Craft or read aloud? Read aloud. Yay. Lap book or workbook? Ugh. I'm a workbook person. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. No. Co-op or stay home? Mm, See, I'm not involved in a co-op as of yet. Um, We're looking into that for the spring, but I'm going to say co-op because I like to go and do and be with other people. Mm -hmm. Bed made or unmade? I'm looking at it right now. It's made. Bookmark or dog ear? Dog ear. Oh, dog ear. (laughs) Sonnet or haiku? Oh, no. I'm going to say haiku, but not like writing it. (laughs) Just reading it. Just reading it. (laughs) That's it. Yay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Diana, thank you so much for joining me today. 
You are so welcome. I've had such a fun time talking with you. Well, I have had a great time talking with you. And tell me, Diana, where can people find you online? Oh, my gosh. My blog is The Kennedy Adventures. That's thekennedyadventures.com. And that's also on Facebook as well. So it's Facebook, you know, slash The Kennedy Adventures. I'm also on Pinterest, Diana Kennedy on Pinterest. I'm on Twitter. Easy to find on Twitter, too. It's just Diana Kennedy. I'm Google+. Plus. Let's see. Where else am I? Oh, yes. I'm on Instagram, too. Yeah. I have a lot of social media outposts. (laughs) It's the extrovert in you. It is. Got to be everywhere. We will include links to all of Diana's social media and her blog in the show notes. And I thank you so much again for joining me. Wonderful. I've had a great time. And there you have it. For more information about the books and links that Diana and I talked about, check out the show notes at homeschoolsnapshotspodcast.com forward slash eight. There you can also leave a comment or question for Diana or myself. If there's anybody that you would like to see on the Homeschool Snapshots podcast, be sure to leave me a comment there or drop me a line at pm at edsnapshots.com and we'll see what we can do to get them on. To be sure you don't miss any future episodes of the podcast, you can subscribe via iTunes or by email at homeschoolsnapshotspodcast.com. I hope you join us for the next episode, and until then, keep on homeschooling.